Welcome to a guest in the house podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mickey Hess. I am your other co-host, David Tromdick Shanks. And David Tromdick Shanks has a 10th anniversary of his Black Champion EP this week. I do. So tell me, tell us about Black Champion. It's always been one of my favorite projects of yours. Oh, man. Um, Hmm. Take myself back 10 years from now. So... I guess briefly, I, um, you know, I kind of started, you know, this like rap journey in groups, uh, you know, through high school and through college, I was in groups and really never had any desire to be like a solo rapper or, uh, you know, any aspirations of that nature, uh, maybe around 2000, seven or eight well what you realize when you're doing the kind of uh well i don't know what most people realize i think that i've ran into during this journey is like everyone in the environment is participating in like some aspect of hip-hop where i'm from like you danced you um, or a graph writer, you were a DJ, you were an MC, you made beats, something, right? Then, once once we get into like the high school era, a lot of us start trying to like make like the serious run. Like around sixteen, seventeen, you're either you're like, I'm really trying to make be a rapper, or I'm really trying to like do something, or you just kind of slide into like hobbyist mode. Once you're getting into your 20s, then it's like you just it's a weeding out process of like who really wants to like try and do it professionally and who's just kind of like, yo, I was I did it when I was a kid. But who's just got that dedication. Yeah, that's when the dedication stuff jumps in. So I was, I guess, always like driving to like do it. And the homies, maybe not so much, right? Some of them just kind of were hanging on because they didn't want to disappoint me yet, it, it, it seems. Or out of some of their mouths, they've told me that. I just didn't want to disappoint you, but I was kind of <laughs> over it. So by 2008, I was kind of like the last man standing. And it was like things were changing because, you know, iTunes, I believe, had already came out by then. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it was like the, for us, like an early adapting of YouTube. Um, you know, well, shoot, I think MySpace was still around in 2008. So, or 2007, definitely. So, we were kind of in that transition to like what would be social media now. Um, 2009, 2010 figuring it out, you know, shooting little videos on camcorders and performing. I think um, I probably met you around that time. Right in there, I think 2007. Yep. And so by 2011, 
I've got my um, home set up in Philly. I'm like recording myself. Um, I believe I had began the kind of working through the process of recording major journalism. As a matter of fact, I went to Canada at the beginning of 2012 and actually recorded um, the album. So I was kind of putting that together. But I had this home set up. I was able to record. And Black Champion just started evolving from me just basically up at very, very late at night drinking some type of cognac. It sounds like a cognac album. Yeah. In fact, the cover is like a the a cover is a, a copy of the um I believe it's the hip hop regional guide that we both contributed to that you edited. Yeah. It's like a copy of that book, my ashtray mm-hmm. <laughs> and a glass of cognac on my little like um food tray that I would just set up to have that stuff right there. My rhyme book, you know what I mean? My drink, my smoke, and it would just sit right next to the computer and I would just sit down. The mic was right there and I would just record. And that's cool. So I started grabbing like instrumentals did a song here, did a song there. And then for some reason, I always liked um, the Das Effects line um, where he says, um, a black champion like my hoodie. Mm-hmm. I had a particular affinity for black champion hoodies where I'm from. <laughs> and so it was always in the back of my mind, like, I'm going to do something called black champion like my hoodie. So it started really with, uh, I think I got that beat. I think it's a Clips song. And I got that instrumental and I made like the black champion, like my hoodie, like a freestyle. And then I said, I'm just going to make a project called Black Champion. Started gathering different beats. Then the other spin was, I said, let me take, little clips of like black champions. So I think the tape begins with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. With the, you know, um I hospitalized the brick, murder the stone, or murder the stone, hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm a black champion like my hoodie. Yeah. Uh, uh, my hoodie. Yeah, yeah, my hoodie. I'm a black That's the only way to be. Like my hoodie, uh, uh, my hoodie, yeah, yeah, my hoodie, yeah. I'm a black champion like my hoodie, uh, yeah, my hoodie. Yeah. Started with Muhammad Ali. I think we got uh, Mike Tyson on there. 
And um, Jim Brown gives an awesome quote at the end there. I think it ends up being seven or eight songs. And at the end of the tape, get this beat from these guys, um, Conscious Productions, I believe. Conscious is it Conscious Productions? Definitely Conscious Productions. Um, I get this. My memory is trash for all of this at this <laughs> point. I don't know what happened to my memory, but Ten it's years. complete it's a trash. Time. But I get this beat, and I'm hearing it, and I'm like, I see my man as is who I just probably really started locking in with around that time. And I met as is through the good brother F.E.R. Verbal Real Estate, my guy. Um, And so we were kind of um, hanging out a lot. I was in Brooklyn a lot again back then, just getting the, you know, music stuff going. It was just, for me, it was easier to just live in Philly, but be in New York all the time than to try and pay New York rent. So I said, well, let me stay where I am in Philly and just always go to New York and just crash on various couches, my aunt, my cousins, you know, whatever the case may be. So locked in with those guys, shouts out to my cousin Q. He had a um, little um, studio set up in um, Long Island City and I had a key so I would just go there late night that was kind of like the hangout the clubhouse spot um, and we would record so that was a pivotal part of that tape I recorded all of my stuff in my house so shouts out to Cecil B. Moore Avenue that's kind of like the main player um Shouts out to um, Paul Masson and Hennessy and (laughs) (laughs) whatever cognac I was drinking at the time. Shouts out to Q and um, the spot in Long Island City. And then a big shout out to um, Engineer Blue, who um, mixed the whole thing, brought it to him. He went on to like, be like a Grammy award-winning engineer working with like um, Marsha Ambrosius and um, most notably Solange. I think he did a lot of mixing on the uh, Seat at the Table album. So that's just awesome. And and yeah, we put it together, man. Put it together. It It wasn't really a big deal when we were doing it. It was just like, all right, let's do it. Um, it really wasn't until I started getting feedback on Saks Fifth Avenue, which was like a bonus cut on the uh, EP. I w- it really wasn't even like on the EP per se. Isn't that how it always goes? Yeah. Yeah. I just threw it on there at the end because it was, we had it and it was ready. And I was like, oh, let's put it on at the end. Um, and the first feedback I got was from um, my guys, uh, the radio boys, Kev Lawrence and um, C. Truth, who have a radio show at the time for um, City College. And they said, hey, man, new tape is dope, but that's Saks Fifth Avenue. That's different. I said, oh, you think so? Yeah. So Rachel, again, shouts out to Rachel, 
she uh she loved that song she would say that's the song that's the song I, so i feel like she played it for somebody or something was going on i can't remember she'll know the story and then she'll come and tell me the whole story when she you know she hears this but um she had a friend who knew a guy who sh- was like shooting videos out in like San Diego at the time, I think. And she said, Hey, I got this friend, boom, 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 boom. Somehow he got it. She played him the song. We get in contact. He's like, yo, you gotta let me shoot this video. So and that's my man, Will Harris. Shouts to Will Harris. So I flew Will out. You know, this is a this is a very shoestring budget at the time, but I had enough to like pay for his flight and put him in a hotel. <laughs> so pay for his flight, put him in a hotel. He came to New York. We shot the video, and that really is what kind of became the thing. So that anniversary would be coming up like January of uh next year but it really all got started with you know black friday that's awesome 2011 yeah yeah so what's the official birth date for the album when does the 10 year anniversary hit 1125 1125 yep yeah nice 1125 just something like i said all done two three in the morning just by myself in a zone. That's awesome. In a zone. I mean, I know from, from what you said on the previous episode that you're feeling a little bit down in the creativity category as far as music right now. Yeah. Having trouble getting started back up again. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes when I've been in that, that space, an intentional break can really help. Instead of... um just kind of trying to do it over and over and over and not really getting started. I finally learned that I could take like even like two weeks, just say, okay, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to try to write for like two weeks and just like set a date when I was going to come back into it. Um, I've even done a thing where I just take a day off, you know, I take a few, a few weeks at a stretch and you know, one day each week, I'm not going to do anything creative, no writing. Um, it, it has helped, you know, I think that sometimes you can get into a space where you're trying to do it so much. It makes it harder to do. That's a fact. The problem with that is I, I, I did that eight months ago and <laughs> oh, it didn't work. It doesn't always work. Huh? I've never, I haven't picked back up since. Ah, and now it's yeah. like, it's not picking back up. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you know, obviously moving, you, you know, you got a lot going on. Yeah. 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 And I mean, if I'm going to be super honest and you know this is the stuff the adulting stuff that you think about when you're making these transitions like i really haven't recreated like my setup in philly since i left philly like it's been it's you know it's different i'm not alone anymore you know what i mean and so and just spacing wise it just hasn't been the same and so now i'm finally kind of someplace i got the space now and now it's just kind of creating just the nook that feels comfortable like i just finally set my turntables back up which is beautiful i haven't had my turntables in my tape deck and my cd player 
excuse me, like my old setup with my mixer and both turntables and I got my records out. Like it's been, even though I was in Philly, my records were mostly stored with like in storage in the basement because I just didn't have the space. So I haven't seen my records for like, I don't know. It's been a while. And so I'm finally kind of getting that going. Now I got a new Mac and the, the, the Pro Tools just like isn't working on the Mac because I guess it's an update. And so it's just a whole cluster that I've got to navigate so that I can get back to just being able to hit the record button and just freestyle or just get back in the flow. But um, yeah, and I mean, it, you know, the irony of it being 10 years now of kind of like what I guess could be considered in many ways, like the height of like me doing what I'm doing. Cause, uh, 2009, 10 and 11 was really like consistent shows and, you know, blogs and, you know, most people who know, of a Trom Diggs between 2009 and 2013, 14. Most people who know me as Trom Diggs and learned or discovered me in that time frame. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. I see, um, shouts out to Gas Lab, man. I seen Gas Lab um, Spotify numbers. Like, yeah. He's at, he's at like, something crazy he's like a like a star i was like this <laughs> <laughs> now are you guys working together currently um or is well, there a plan i don't know but i don't feel like we're never not working together okay i'm and i'm almost 100 percent positive that whatever work we're not getting done is completely on me <laughs> I, don't, I think if I said gas, send me a pack. I think Gas Lab will have some beats to send to me. You know what I mean? And Jazz Hop, the original Jazz Hop, is creeping up on a ten-year anniversary as well. Right? 2023 would be ten years yeah. of the first Jazz Hop. So, you know, I have at least. A year, well, two years because it was that was, I think October of 2013 too. So I got like two years on the nose to get myself together so that we can actually do something to celebrate uh, the 10 year anniversary of uh, Jazz Hop as well. Maybe you guys could finally meet in person. That would be awesome. Let's put that in the universe. <laughs> Let's put that in the universe. Let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. That would all be, these collaborations done internationally. Internationally, never, never met Skype. I met his uh, mother, beautiful lady, and his sister, another beautiful lady. But um, I've met them. I think I've seen them twice. They've made trips to New York, and you know, I was exchange stuff. You know, um, so that was awesome. But no. Never met him. Never been at Argentina. He's never been over here. So um, I like that. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. Let's make twenty twenty three. Inshallah, Lord willing, 
um, when we could do something like that. So I, I've got to get my shit together. But yeah, Gas Lab's gone. Gas Lab's at like um, tens of thousands of streams wow. per month now. On, nice. on, on um, yeah. Um, Will Harris has um going on to be like an acclaimed like he has a series called anatomy of a fighter where he tracks like um ufc and um just different well not ufc because just mma fighters all together and this series is like super big on youtube um he's been interviewed by like joe rogan wow for like his coverage of stuff um so he's big in like the mma and the fight world for capturing footage so salute to will um i told you blue who's the engineer is like a grammy award-winning engineer now um yeah so I, it's just a lot of excellence attached to the uh to the brand man yeah so that era for you launched a lot of stuff for a lot of people yeah 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 that's really cool it is cool it is cool it it, it, it makes me happy <laughs> it <laughs> hey that's something happy. worth celebrating for sure yeah 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 absolutely it i mean it it i have an eye for talent i mean if nothing else if nothing else yeah for sure Hey, a lot of people don't, you know. That's a fact. <laughs> a lot of people end up working with just like trash collaborators and they can never <laughs> break out of. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Oh man. So yeah, I don't I I had I wanted to do wanted to do, right? I'm gonna start speaking in absolutes. So at some point in time, I'm going to do another black champion. I'm going to do another black champion tape. It would have been awesome to get, have gotten it out um, for right now. But hey, listen, everything on the universe is time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in no rush. But uh, I'll get another black champion. Now, that's on like the... Um, I don't have like much that's like I want to do, you know what I mean, in terms of like... Mm -hmm really like rapping before I'm, you know, really, really done. But I do want another black champion and I do want to um, complete the trilogy of jazz hop. Nice. Two just seems weird. Three is just a nice, like we did three, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you guys are both down to do it, why not? Yeah. 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 Yeah, did we ever I just get gotta, that that third Bionics that AOI series from Daylight Soul? I don't think we ever got the third one. No, the the, the album, it too. The album that they did, the um, what's that called? The the you would know the Incredible Nobodies, the Fantastic. Oh, and the Nobodies Anonymous Nobody. Yeah, I thought that was originally supposed to be a third. Really? Okay. And I I guess I don't know if the um. I, I could just changed. be making that up or if just the uh, theme changed in the middle of it. That was the album okay. they did, you know, via the uh, crowdfunding, right? I thought That's that was one. supposed to be the third one originally, but um, I could be wrong about could that. Be. But I mean, no, we had never an album got in that. between, but still, yeah. who knows, right? You would have albums in between the uh, jazz hops. Facts. Facts. In fact, I recorded jazz hop was like kind of created waiting to finish 
Major Journalism. Mm, okay. Major Journalism was the album that I was working on. And because, uh, you know, just back back and forth to Canada and um, mm. shouts out to uh, Ron Thaler, the uh, producer of that, and just getting files and making sure of this. And he's a pretty busy man. And he's like, kind of like a global guy so he's like in germany one day and new zealand another day and, and so he was moving around and we were just you know it was just a lot going on with getting it done i was just kind of in that space i met gas lab online um very much due in part to like what doors um saxoph avenue mm-hmm. ended up opening up because it just became like a sound and so that kind of jazz hip hop sound was then like something that I went into like a creative direction of. And in that space, met Gas Lab. And in the same way, I banged out Black Champion. I just banged out Jazz Hop just in the house. That's awesome. And so that ended up um, coming out in 2013. Major journalism doesn't end up coming out until 2015, but I think that I, with Saks Fifth Avenue and with Jazz Hop, I really had created such a uh, niche of a sound that I may have like kind of been too early or too late with major journalism, depending on who you ask, how you ask. But you know what I mean? If I had my wits about me, I would have gone about it a little differently, but it is what it is. It was right on time for me. Ah, I was glad I got to be at that album release. Yeah, yeah, that was cool, man. I was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was glad you came, for sure, for sure. And shoot, that, I missed, completely missed the five-year anniversary of that uh, last year, just completely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when wow, that's sad, five, I was like, oh, huh? man, that was five years. It just, uh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm trying to live in the present, bro. So, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not trying to do a whole bunch of looking back, but um super 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 um appreciative of the of the moment and of the music. So, um I believe it's on Bandcamp. It is. Right now, yeah, it didn't go to streaming because um that really wasn't much of a thing and Besides Saks Fifth Avenue, which is on streaming, the rest of it is kind of like mixtapey. So uh, we left it off, but it's free. Go to the Bandcamp. Go check it out. We'll page. put up the link again. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's definitely, I guess, for people who know me for kind of like the low register, like smooth Trom Diggs stuff, it's definitely not that. It's definitely more of my rapidy rap yeah, for side. Sure. Um, it's good stuff, man. Which I, I enjoy. It. Definitely. Which I enjoy. I don't think a lot of people um, really um, know the rappy rap side of me. Like, I'm actually like a rapper. Rapper. Oh, yeah. I got the 623 Entertainment mixtape. Yes. I got, I, yeah, I got a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, There's definitely yes. some rapidy rap on there. <laughs> so oh, before man. we get out of here, I've yes, been sir. looking back, not looking forward. I've been looking back to my old iPod. 
Nice. And it's still got a click wheel. It's got it's like a second generation iPod. It's still pretty boxy and clunky. Got the click wheel. There's probably and, some 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 good old weird gems in there. There's some stuff on there that <laughs> a lot of it's pretty hard to find anywhere outside of my iPod. So yeah. I wanted to want to run a couple titles past you real quick. Go for see it. See if these ring a bell. Go for it. I bet they won't. All right. How about Daily Planet? A song called Continuous? Nope. Oh, that's a good one. You can find that on YouTube, it turns out. Um, how about All Natural Elements of Style? All Natural Elements of Style. No, yeah. I know All Natural that. is the group. Elements of Style is the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I believe that one you can actually find on streaming. Um, how about Micronauts? Who? Micronauts, no. yeah, preparations. Sounds like some um, Decepticons that I used to run with back in the days. Good name, right? Micronauts. Yeah. They're uh, <laughs> Minneapolis to Houston. Okay. Yeah, Cool Akeem and I Self Divine. Cool Akeem DJed for Doom on tour for a while, years later. I think Micronauts still were doing stuff forever. Nice. Like, so he's like on. some Rhyme Sayers guys or something? Or? Yeah, they are. Oh, they, they were Minneapolis see? but moved to Houston pretty early. Oh, on. there you go. Yeah, look up Micronauts preparations. Cool. How about Mighty Joseph? Mighty. The Uprising. The who? The Uprising. That's the name of the song. No, but shouts out to my man, um, Big Docs, who has an album called The Uprising. Really? just dropped pretty good. I have to check that out, too. Yep. Big Docs? Big Docs. Okay. So Mighty Joseph was a Vast Air collaboration. Okay. That I know. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up with this group, Scripts and Screws, who had yeah. this Awesome mixtape called Sound Cinema that I can't find anywhere yes, to the said, extent that I, I tracked this dude down. I tracked down Screws. I love it. On Instagram and just said, hey, man, I really love this old mixtape of yours. You know, I, I've listened to it probably a thousand times. I got it on my iPod, but it doesn't seem to be anywhere else. And he wrote back, thanks. That's one of my favorites. And it's something I need to hunt down as well. Yeah, it <laughs> so, happens, man. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's out there um i can play it in my car until that ipod dies and then, oh uh, man that's crazy the technology man the technology is going so f like fast from yeah. like you know having like records around like our whole lives and then you know from cd to mp3 to you know to be like mm. and it you know and i guess it's more of a hardware thing now. I don't, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. I guess it's less of a hardware thing now. Now it's more just about just the streaming, cloud. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff's gonna get lost. I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff's gonna get lost, and a lot of history yeah. is being, um, you know, erased. And you know, there's a lot of artists. Um, someone like Joe Button comes to mind, mm. who's like got this phenomenal catalog of mixtape yeah that's cool music that is gone unless you have those unless you mixtapes mix and if you're looking at him as just an album artist you're saying he's trash he's nobody but if you remember or have access to the mixtape catalog then you're like oh he's one of the greats mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's, it's so it's weird there's a lot of that that's going to happen in the next, you know, five to 10 years as sure. these mixtape catalogs just get erased.
There's definitely some archive work people could do if they wanted to get into for it. For sure. And shouts to platforms like, um, you know, I guess like that Piff and stuff that yeah. still um, carry the old catalogs. Still exists. Yeah. it's uh, You can find some stuff on there. Yeah. A lot of stuff was taken down. Yeah. 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 You might be able to find a throwback series um, one and two from Trom Diggs on there. Oh, really? I have to look <laughs> for that. Oh, man. But my brother, let me run. I Let's have do to um, chauffeur the uh, little man to a ice skating hey. event. So uh, tell him hello. I hope he has fun ice skating. Will do. I hope he does too. Hope he stays out um, long enough to give me a break. No, there you go. <laughs> it has uh, some energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I gotta go get Frenchie because Frenchie's been outside for like two hours now. Oh man. <laughs> well, that's a good point to wrap up, then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Guest in the House podcast, another episode. Uh, man, celebrating Black Champ, the EP, a Black Champion Like My Hoodie. Cue the music, Anthony. And uh, we'll catch you later, man. This is Trom Diggs, a.k.a. David Shanks. Mickey Hess. See you next time. Peace and love. good to be successful and have financial status but if you're only going there for the money you only reach a, a certain status and I'm in there for greatness and peace of mind and I'm sure I, I love the sport if I went in there just for the financial back, back, background I wouldn't do as well as I'm doing now